This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. You're listening to Chatterbox with Brett and Andrew on Joy 94.9. Good evening and welcome to Chatterbox. Good evening, my love. Good evening, my love. It's another Wednesday night. It really is. And if you haven't heard Chatterbox before, I want to know why, basically, because we've been <laughs> on for almost 12 months. What's wrong with you? I know. We are a talk show where we bring in a member of the GLBTIQ community, and they get to talk about themselves, but they also get to choose four tracks that best tell their story and have a bit of a yarn with us. And yeah, that's the show. Absolutely. And we've got a beautiful L tonight <gasps> and a little bit of um an, uh, joy royalty. We joyalty. do. Joyalty. We, do, we do have joyalty on tonight. We've yep. got the... The wonderful Ginny Sarasvati from Rising Up on a Wednesday morning. It is Wednesday morning? Yes, yes Wednesday, Wednesday morning. morning breakfast. Um, which is one of my favourite breakfast shows. And I'm not just saying that because she's in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I am Anna Murphy, if you're listening. <laughs> oh, but to celebrate... There'll be emails. Oh, there will. Oh. <laughs> she won't be sending me any gorgeous heart no. emojis anymore on Facebook. We won't, we won't be invited to Bo Morris anytime soon. But look, to celebrate yes, my the love. fact that we've got a wonderful Joy woman on the show tonight, I've chosen a really lovely first track. And there's a little known fact about this. Yes. Now, Shaka yes. recorded this in 1978. It's Shaka Khan, I'm Every Woman. Yes. And Whitney Houston, baby Whitney, who yeah. was 13 at the time, actually singing background vocals. And then 20-odd years later, when Whitney decided to do it for The Bodyguard, she brought Shaka in, and Shaka did va- background vocals on Whitney's version. Isn't that awesome? So, without further ado, let's introduce our first killer track for the night. I think I know who's going to introduce it as well, my love. Hi, I'm Shaka Khan, and you're listening to Joy.
Shaka, my girl. <laughs> You're listening to Chatterbox with Brett and Andrew and our special guest tonight, which is the gorgeous Ginny Sadasvati from Rising Up. I know, you normally hear her on Wednesday mornings, very early in the morning. She's an absolute tutor with her and the fabulous Adam. Adam. Now, Ginny, welcome <laughs> to Chatterbox. Thank you. Thanks you for having me, guys. You have to clap yourself on this show. So that I'm clapping. <laughs> I clap myself a lot. A lot of people call me a chimp with cymbals because I, oh. I clap because I get excited quite easily. I mean, I have the mentality of a four-year-old and I love Disney movies. I just clap consistently and people are like, oh, she's a monkey. He's got symbols. It's like, I just wind me up. Darling, it's unusual for you to be in the studio this late at night, isn't it? This is eating into my bedtime, because you do realise, yeah. Because I love you boys and coming. What time do you start normally? We get up at 4.15, 4.30 in the morning God. and I go pick up Adzi and we go get our coffee. Then we, we come on, we plan for the show, then we're, then we're on air at 6.30. So uh, it's, you know, it's a it's on the other side of my clock yeah. to be on air at this time. But, my you know, God. I only come on for special shows like that, yourselves. That takes dedication. Now, how long have you been doing Rising Up? Uh, for a th- Actually, I was doing the calculations. Yeah. Rise Up, I've done, Adzi and I have been on air together for just under a year and a half. Oh, wow. But I've been at Joy now, nearly now. I'm thinking about nearly a third of my life, wow. which is a little bit like I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, no, Ginny, you can't have been at Joy that long. <laughs> no, I was. I've been at Joy since 2007, which is eight years. Wow. So, um, and I, you know, I've been in and out at Joy. Like I've been doing other things, and I've come back to Joy. But you know, Joy really is a home for me, and I think yep. we're very lucky as a community here in Melbourne to actually have an oh. LGBTIQ broadcaster because we're only one of three in the world, and Absolutely. Melbourne is one of those cities. So. How did you get involved? Well, this is the thing. I was um studying uh. Cinema studies and uh, performing arts. Yep. I was a bit of an actress, a bit of a lesbian <laughs> before I became a lesbian. And um, so I was... You wo- put the third in the lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, I was working in theatre, so I was doing a bit of acting, stage acting. Yep. And then um, online, I was just Googling Joy because I started going out and seeing. I saw Joy on the cover of you know MCV, which I used yep. to hide under my blanket with a torch when I used to read it yep. uh, from my parents. <laughs> like, oh, let's just read MCV. But, um, and I saw Joy. I'm like, oh, what's this radio station? So I, I Googled. It and it, there was a course back then. It was called the uh, the certificate three in radio broadcasting, yeah. and they were opening up positions. I'm like, well, you know, you're doing theatre, you're doing a bit of TV work and journalism. Let's just let's just try radio. I remember at the time when I was filling out the application, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of borderline out, but I'm not completely yeah. out yet. What do I like tick? Because they asked, you know, how do you identify? So I ticked other. Yeah. And um, they asked, what did you want to do here at Joy? And I ticked every box like admin, cleaning, volunteer, <laughs> everything but on air because I did not want to get in front of the mic. Really? I was like, yeah. because when you're an actor, you know, you, you get to hide behind a character. Or you get yeah. to, you know, embody a character yeah. and gross yourself into their storyline. But yeah. when you're on air, elements of yourself come out. And I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. wow, I've got to jump out of the closet if I have to. I'm not quite ready to do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, so when, when I started the course, I kind of, kind of settled in to myself and it was pretty cool. So how long did it take you after doing the course to actually get on air? Get, um, it was three months because I actually, uh, Lini, the program director at the time, yep. was like, oh, okay, Ginny, you're going to do a graveyard shift. I'm like, no. She says, yes, you are. I'm like, no. She's like, yes, you are. <laughs> Too much personality there. I'm like, oh, God. So I remember the first shift I did was Monday night. It was a show called I Spy. I played the hottest hits of now. <laughs> I think back, I'm like, Ginny, you were so lame. I, had to, I love it though. I love it. <laughs> the hottest hits of now. And it, so I, I scripted the entire two-hour show and I remember <gasps> reading it going, wow. you're on Joy 94. But now I can't be bothered scripting because who has time? 
<laughs> but you know, back then when you start, you script word for word, and it's like you, it's like you know, a stage play. It's like a script, so you read it. And um, then Blaney's like the next day, okay, you're going on daytime. I'm like, you know, I've just, just dipped my toe into the airwaves. Yeah, yeah, I'll just take yeah. it. She goes, no, you're going daytime. So I was on afternoons and then they moved me to breakfast and I left a bit. Then I came back to breakfast, did drive stints here and there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, since then breakfast is kind of stuck. I mean, yes, it's not the most pleasant thing for your beauty sleep. I, no, it's yeah, true. I invest in a lot of eye masks yeah. and moisturizer. <laughs> I just, how did you and Adzi get together? Because you've got such a great on-air dynamic. <laughs> That's actually really amazing that you say that. So thank you for saying that firstly. Um, we were actually paired up by uh, SJ randomly. Really? Wow. Like, oh, you two would get along. And look, Adzi, look, he's my radio husband and yep. he is actually all... I've had beautiful co-hosts before, but I think out of all of them, him and I have a very aligned vision as to where we both want to go individually and together. So it's very easy to work with him. And we're both very, we've gotten to a stage now because we've gotten to know each other off air as well. We can be very honest with each other because we're both got the same goal. And sometimes when you have a co-host who doesn't have the same goal as you, it can be quite challenging to get get that kind of commitment from them. Brett's lived that world. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean, Brett? Like, you feel me? you probably are going one way, and when they're going another, you, it's hard uh, to steer them back to your path. And and the the worst thing is, and it happened to me once where we actually ha- we had an argument off air. Oh no! And um, this is not Andrew and myself. Yeah, I'm glad to hear. It. <laughs> um, and it was the first show that I did, and when you came back, it was so stilted. Yeah, and you know, and it was, and it was. I think the thing was when we like first got together to do a radio show, we were all brand new from Taste of Radio, and we all just got in together and went, yeah, let's do it. But by the time, because I think I initially thought, oh, I'm just going to do some fill-in spots, dip my toe. And you don't sometimes, Joy, <laughs> you are literally thrown, thrown in. in <laughs> and you, you do have to sink and swim. And, and I think most people come out of it the other side, thankfully. So I think, Ginny, yours is a good example of where an arranged marriage can actually work. Yes. Exactly. When Nancy were thrown together. And Brett, <laughs> yours is a good example of why threesomes often don't. <laughs> And with that, you're listening to Chatterbox tonight with Brett and Andy, and I suppose our threesome, Ginny, only on Joy, wow. 94.9. The perfect mix of music, news, and interviews. Joy 94.9. You're listening to Chatterbox with Brett and Andrew and our gorgeous guest, the wonderful Ginny Sarasvati from Rising Up on Joy 94.9. Absolutely. Now, Ginny, cast your mind back. Gosh. Go back in the, the annals of time and tell us a little bit about Little Do you know Ginny. what? I always get a little bit scared when people start talking about the annals of time. Yeah, I was like, is that another like pseudonym for anal? Yeah. It's like <laughs> penal colony. It's not what it sounds. Remember when Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II, yeah. said anus horribilis. So what she was basically saying, I know she's saying she was having a horrible year. And it just came out that... That she was having horrible anus. Yeah. yeah. Yucky just, bum. Apologies <laughs> yeah. to HRH, but wrong. It's, you, you, HRH can't be saying that stuff. No, no especially no. her. You need to set the example. If she's saying it, what of us plebs, but the her, hope we have. Where's, so you, where's her assistant going, Mum, I'm not sure <laughs> if saying that is the best. So, Ginny, while we're talking about the Queen's rectum, let's yeah. just... <laughs> Hop back a few more years and tell us a little bit about Ginny growing up. Growing up, well, I was born in Sri Lanka in a town called Dahiwala, yep. which um, wow. I was um, I was an accident, as my, my sister likes to say, <laughs> because I came 11 years later and like my parents oh, wow. were like, we didn't mean to have you, you just popped out. And that's what my mum said. Like She was, I couldn't be bothered give, during the labour, I just lay there and you just popped out. Can I'm I like, say, you do a wicked, because I hear you do it on Rising <laughs> Up. 
Did you get auntie as well, I think? Uh, my homophobic aunties, yes, I like to kind of make fun of them. <laughs> the funny thing is, they don't know I'm making fun of them. It's just like, they're like, ah, yes, we're going to keep being homophobic behind your back. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be homophobic about you guys. On- no, I'm not homophobic, but you know what I mean. I'm going to make fun of you on air as my little, you know, witty comeback to you. But um, no, I, I grew up in Sri Lanka. Like I said, I came 11 years later than what they expected accidentally. Yep. Yep. And um, we migrated to Australia when I was two. So I remember coming on the plane. I had no idea what was going on. Um, um, and my mum was giving me peanuts. She goes, if we feed this girl, you know, she'll be fine. And naturally, that, that's actually stayed with me 20 yeah. years later. I'm still, <laughs> if you feed me, I'm fine. I was going to say table for three here, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anyway, when, when we landed here, I, I didn't actually know what was going on. I'm like, yeah. we're in this foreign land. And like the outfit that they put me in, I'm like, really? They took a photo of us landing. Like my family were like, oh, they are here, you know, let's take photos. I'm like, why did you snap me in that horrible... That was a, I was two. What was it? What was, it was the like outfit? It was like this cardigan. Yeah. It was like a weird green colour. Yeah. I'm like, where did you pick that up from? It's Sri Lanka. No one wears cardigans. Yeah. So I don't know where they found it. Maybe it was, I don't know. Everybody some... wears these in Australia. Exactly. Let's just buy her a cardigan. And like my hair had this big butterfly clip. It was bigger than my actual head. Yeah. I'm like, why? I had a small head. Why? Why would you put a clip, clip on my head that's actually bigger than my face? <laughs> and then there was these like little this little pleated skirt which looked like a netball skirt. I'm yeah. like, Mum, you coordinated that really wrong. Like you got a buckle of, 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 of a clip on my head. You yeah. got a cardigan and you got a pleated netball skirt. Am I going to play netball at two? Like what, what's yeah. going on? But um, when I landed, I remember we went to my auntie's house because she was here. She kind of you know helped get all the family over. Yep. She um we went to her house in in Doncaster. I remember we had to sleep in this p- particular room, and I'm like. Why can't we just go home now? And my parents are like, well, this is home now. Yep. This is Australia. And I yeah. went, I don't know how I feel about that. And then I went up to my auntie's staircase and she had this beautiful clean white wall and I drew on it because I was so upset. I'm like, you need to consult me before this. So, um, How did that go down with your auntie? We didn't discuss this. We didn't discuss this. this was, graffiti wasn't part of the uh, contract. So, my, no, my auntie loved it. She actually kept it for a good 20 years. Oh, wow. Because she's like, it was really cute how you were, you know, so determined to, you know, express your views when yeah. you were only two and a half. It's quite interesting because uh, growing up, um, friends of, uh, neighbours of ours who just painted their hallway um we're looking after my sister and i one afternoon and i decided to use their hallway as a blank canvas and i literally ran up and down (laughs) sort of did a jackson pollock and and marade up to the day that darling marade died she kept on reminding me brett you're a little shit that day you ruined my walls so i'm really glad to hear it's a fellow graffiti artist yeah "Yeah, absolutely but but they actually sort of they they celebrated it as opposed to telling you off exactly that's that's really nice to hear a good thing to do that is a 50 cent coin you run along the walls up and down (laughs) i did that too when i was seven oh my god in our rented property which went down well with the landlord (laughs) Ginny, a big part of chatterbox is you get to choose four songs yeah the best tell your story yeah so tell us a little bit about your first track and why you chose it. So I chose Rihanna Umbrella. Bit of Riri yeah. actually yeah. in there. Riri Umbrella. That song um, is, from what I gather, my interpretation of it is like, you know, no matter what happens, um, I'll always be there for you. Yep. So there have been people in my life. I, I grew up um, going to a Catholic school, yeah. uh, a girls' school too. So coming out for me wasn't that easy and settling into who I was wasn't very easy. But I had a couple of friends who, yeah. especially my best friend, who still today is my best friend. Yep. She was a great sounding board for me and she was a great support for me. Awesome. And she kind of brought me out of my shell. So... I think why I brought Umbrella in is because when I left the cotton wool of, you know, Catholic schools and, you know, yeah. private schools and, yep. and my family, I had people that I lost, which was cool. Yeah. And obviously our connections expired and, you know, we outgrew each other, whatever. But um, afterwards, you know, I had a, 
formed a really good group of friends when I was, you know, starting to come out. Yeah. So I think that's where Umbrella comes from. It kind of makes me think about, okay, there's people, it'll rain some days, but you know, some people will hold Umbrella for you. Fantastic. So without further ado, we've got Ginny's first track for the night, which is Umbrella by Rihanna. You're listening to Chatterbox with Brett and Andrew and our wonderful guest Ginny on Joy 94.9. No clouds in my stones. Let it rain, I hide your plane in the bank. Coming down like a Dow Jones. When the clouds come, we gone. We Rockefeller, we fly higher than weather. And cheap vibes are better. You know me. In anticipation for precipitation, stack chips with a rainy day. Jay, Rain Man is back. With little Miss Sunshine, Rihanna, where you at? You have my heart, and we'll never be worlds apart. Maybe in Still be my star, baby, cause in the dark, you can't see shiny cars, and that's when you need me there, with you I'll always share, because when the sun shines, we shine together, told you I'll be here forever, said I'll always be your friend, took a no promise to get out to the end. You're listening to Chatterbox with Brett and Andrew and our special guest Ginny on Joy 94.9. A little known fact about that song. Yes. Christina Millian got offered that way before Paul Riri and she knocked it back. Oh, girl. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd be kicking yourself. You really would, would be. Because she's got a shitty reality show on yeah. E! Network now uh, and that's as famous as Christina Millian is. And Riri's <laughs> performing now with... Like, you know, people we don't know about, like Paul McCartney. Yeah. yeah. All those 15-year-olds. Jeez, <laughs> like, who's Paul How? McCartney? Kanye made him famous. Really? Didn't you think that was just delicious? I just like, dor- that's adorable. That's, that's adorkable, if anything. But, you know, it's like, <clears throat> I remember someone saying to me, oh, well, it's because of the world we live in. I went, no, it's because the person's a teenager yeah. and they don't know... About them. Don't don't just hit this poor generation. <laughs> they don't know anything. It's like, just give them a break. Now, Ginny, before we went to your first track, which was Rihanna, we were talking about the fact that you, born in Sri Lanka, moved over when you were two. Um, but this is the part of the show where we sort of go a little bit further forward. And you touched on it just before we went to Rihanna, which was your coming out story. So tell us a little bit about that. So my coming out story. Well, I remember going to primary school. Like, I grew up in, in Fairfield. Fairfield was the first suburb we lived in. Yeah. And then we moved to Northcote. Now, Northcote's a big lesbian area. Just, just a bit. Just a bit. Let's just say girlfriend didn't know she was a lesbian when she was in Northcote. It's didn't the motherland. Know? It's the motherland, right? It's the mothership. <laughs> it's so when I moved from Northcote, I'm like, ah. In all, in all fairness, no one actually cottoned on to the village people that they were representing the gay community <laughs> until like the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so all, yeah. all good? Okay, all good, all good. So when, uh, you know, when I left Northcote, you know, you may take the girl out of Northcote, but not the Northcote yep. out of the girl. Absolutely. So, you know how it is. So then um, I remember when I was going to school in Northcote at, at primary school, I, I 
remember feeling like there was something different about me. I yeah. didn't know what it was, but I remember it was, I was like, I'm not like my family. There's something yeah. slightly different about me for my family. And there's something different about me with my peers. They're all, there was this boy, I remember in school, his name was Gino. He was beautiful. Yep. All the girls were fussing over him. I'm like looking at my teacher like, oh, she's pretty. <laughs> like, I re- okay. And I thought, okay, there, there's something going on here. Okay. So um, I remember, you know, that was kind of my first inkling to my sexuality. And yep. then I went to high school. Um, there was another teacher there. It was like so beautiful as well. She was French yep. music teacher, <gasps> sung like an angel. I'm like, well, you know, hello. That, yep. This is just a setup for, yeah, yeah. for the lesbianism right there. Ding so um, <laughs> that's when I started to realize, okay, this this is a bit more apparent. And then yeah. when I started, you know, telling my parents about, or my mum about it, she wasn't very, you know, happy about it. Because in Sri Lanka, even at this present day, yep. you get 20 years imprisonment for wow. any homosexual act, which is very sad. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking, yo, if I want to have a honeymoon there, probably going to get thrown in jail, probably yeah. won't go. It's it's actually quite sad because that is my motherland. That's yeah. where I was yeah. born. And the fact that the government's still there and, and still at that place, it, it does make me sad. But I think there are lots of lobbying groups there that are, that are working to push LGBT mm. rights. Um, and then I remember throughout high school when I was experiencing that rejection. And obviously, when you go to a girls' school, it can get a little bit catty yeah, about yeah, a, little a, bit. a Catholic girls' school too, yeah. because you know it's a big no-no. So you know there were rumors going around. I remember going to school thinking, "Oh, I don't want to go to school today because you know what if people talk about me?" And then you know you kind of get really it's you kind of forced into situations where you feel like I don't think I'm ready to talk about this because I actually yeah. don't know what's going on. Mm. So I can't give you guys any answers. So I remember kind of burying it, but only letting it come out to certain people. Yeah, but yeah. majority of my, I think that was actually a blessing in disguise because it helped me grow into myself, but secretly, if that makes sense. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, okay, this is who I am. Because this is what I'm going to do to kind of combat that. And I realized at that point, like I was a really quiet, studious girl going into high school. But year nine, when I got more comfortable with the notion of, okay, you are attracted to women. I remember going, okay, well, this is who I am. I actually don't like science. I like the arts. And it kind of put me on a path to where I wanted to go. Yeah. But um, I didn't actually officially come out or anything, even though a few people in my circle knew, okay, Ginny is attracted to women. Did that make it easier having those couple of people there? Absolutely. Like my best friend, um, Anton, she's still, like I said, still my best friend today. It was good to actually have someone to talk to about Mm. it because, you know, at school, if I were to say, yo, I have a crush on Angelina Jolie, people will look at you weird, you know. But if I said Jonathan Taylor Thomas or Leonardo DiCaprio at the time, they'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, and um, I remember when I left high school, I was like, okay, I'm going to come out, put like a foot outside of the closet and come out as bisexual, which I was nowhere near bisexual, not even (laughs) on the radar. I'm a gold star, by the way, so I haven't gone anywhere near a penis. (laughs) We we call them um, thoroughbreds in our circle. I'm a thoroughbred. I'm a mongrel. You're a mongrel. You're a mongrel. Well, you and I have something (laughs) in Yeah, so when I went to uni, that's when I started going out clubbing. Obviously, I was of legal age. And then, you know, when I had my first experience with a girl, I'm like, okay, Ginny's other 40s out of the closet now. I'm yeah. a raging lesbian. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so since then, um, yeah, that's, that's what's kind of got me, I guess, a little bit more out. And when I came to Joy as well during that time, it was actually really good to be in a class full of LGBT mm, students. Absolutely. So when I said, yo, how hot is Angelina Jolie? They're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, great. I actually feel like you know, I belong Belong. to something. And I think that's something so beautiful about this place too, because not only do we offer a voice worldwide, but we offer such a a community here and obviously outside of here as well, which is just a beautiful thing about joy to grow into yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, look, as part of coming out, it really is just, if you you are struggling in any way, shape or form, it's just finding people that are the same, that feel the same as you, that you can have conversations with. And I think... God, back in my day, I 
was lucky enough to stumble across a pack of old retail queens that <laughs> that's literally where yeah. it was like wow this is what this is because you kind of feel like when you don't find something that you that mirrors you yeah. or that you don't belong to you kind of feel like there's something wrong with you absolutely yeah. and i think that's where i think the issue is a lot outside of our community and especially in rural areas because yeah. you're like okay i have no connection to who i am yeah. and if you don't find that connection it can lead you down so many damaging roads yeah. Yeah. absolutely and i think that's the beauty of the internet now so for like for young people that are yeah. struggling there's so much out there yeah information-wise, just to sort of stop them feeling alone because I think that's probably the hardest part sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you're listening to Chatterbox Tonight with Brett and Andy and our very special guest, Ginny, only on Joy 94.9. Joy! You're listening to Chatterbox with Brett and Andrew and our very special guest, Ginny, on Joy 94.9. Oh, my goodness. My love, it's already at the halfway mark of the show. Can you believe this? This just flies. Ginny, doesn't it fly? Absolutely. It's late night time different to morning time. It is morning like it flies too because you've got traffic, you yeah. weather. But this is like you just get engrossing conversations. Like, where did the time go? Yes. <laughs> where did the time go? My goodness. Now, my love, yes. what about, what is our show about for anyone who's just maybe just tuned in for the first if time If you've tonight? just tuned in and you've just stumbled across our dulcet tones at 10.30 on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> we have been we have been told that we can make the day. And you're wondering what in the name of God is this show all about? Well, we bring in a member of the GLBTIQ community to firstly choose four songs that best tell their story. Um, and tonight we're lucky enough to have Ginny from Wednesday morning rising up. Absolutely, with um, the fabulous Adam. Now, she's one of the few joy women we've managed to actually get on the show. We were saying while that ad break was on that... Joy women sometimes are a little bit like unicorns. They're just so rare. Vaginas and are very few around here. Can I say vaginas at this time? Of course you can. You can pretty much say anything at this time. <laughs> There's the two words that you're not allowed to say. And Tony Abbott. <laughs> and another word that means vagina too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of the same thing as Tony oh, Abbott sometimes. Now, some, of you... those, some of those young liberals are going to be hating my guts in the morning. Goodness. Now, can you tell us a little bit about your second track and why you chose it? So the second track is, funnily enough, called Joy. It's by Anaya Day. Yeah. Now, Anaya Day, I got to meet through um, Joy, actually. Oh, oh cool. Which is awesome. And um, she, her and I have, have formed quite a close friendship, which is awesome, too. So that's yeah. one of the many people and one, one of the many friendships that I've made here at Joy is her. But this track, Joy, I think... It's just, uh, I think, a testament to the radio station as yeah. well. And yeah. also how much the radio station has helped me on my journey yeah. as well to connect Fabulous. with other people. Yes. Without further ado. Hi, this is Anaya Day and you're listening to Joy 94.9. Listen to Shadowbox with Brett and Andrew and our special guest Ginny on Joy 94.9. Now, Ginny, that was your second track for the night, which was Anaya Day with Joy. Joy! Tell us, you've just got back from something a little bit exciting, haven't you? Yes. I just got back from a trip to the States. Yeah, I nice. was in New York for a few days and I was in um, LA and Palm Springs for the remainder of it, covering uh, the big Lesbo party. Oh, uh, wow. What was Dinah it? Dinah Shaw. Um, it's funny, Dinah Shaw was a golfer. 
Nothing to do with the lesbian community, yep. but uh, now her she's probably rolling in her grave knowing that the biggest lesbian sex fest <laughs> is named after her. <laughs> Poor thing. So you what know? was it like? Dinah, this is, uh, that was my third dinosaur. Yep. I um, go there every year uh, to the States. Well, this year, luckily enough, I'm going three times. Wow. But the past couple, the, every year since 2011, I've been going to the States for, for work and just for play. And, and New York for me is like my second home. Yeah, yeah. So um, when I went to the States this time to cover Dinah, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, when you think about the LGBTIQ community, the word minority is dropped a lot, which essentially we are a minority, and yeah. I kind of get that. But at Dinosaur in the city of Palm Springs, it's like the middle of the desert. It's 38 degrees, 34, 38 yeah. Celsius, whatever. But the whole town is just full of lesbians. Yeah. They're like hanging off palm trees. Which They're is like- funny because normally that's quite, Palm Springs is quite a gay mecca. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm it's a-, a lesbian mecca too. Oh, I didn't know that. So there's okay. a white party for the gay boys. Yeah, that yeah, happens. yeah. That, that, those poor people in Palm Springs, like there's retirees, there's American <laughs> Indians, and then there's gays. That's, that's a population of the, the Palm Springs <laughs> residents. They must be thinking, the bloody gays are here again. <laughs> and you know the history of Palm Springs? It was set up for as a getaway yeah. of, like, of people living in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, and now it's the biggest gay yeah. party capital, and it's all laid out. Friend, friends of mine went, and it's all sort of laid out um, as sort of like the suburb beautiful, yeah. or initially it was with the houses set back and yeah. the layout of the streets, and yeah, I've wanted to go. It's, Everyone says it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and Diner's been running for twenty five years now. Wow! So yeah. it's got nine to ten thousand lesbians that go there. For some people, it's like you know you can be a kid in the candy store. The first year, when I'm like, oh my god. Lesbians, yeah. half naked lesbians. Yay! Can I say? <laughs> and on the flip side of that, how much drama was there? Um, given that there was nine to ten thousand lesbians. This is what I mean. Yes, that, that, I was getting to that. <laughs> okay, sorry, you're good, Brett. You're very good. I actually wanted to because you know that there's a joke that what does a lesbian bring to the second date? A moving van. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah so, totally. So you know, at at Dinosaur, the way it's set out is there's pool parties and then there's a night party where you know celebrities or singers perform. Yeah, yeah. So at pool at the pool party hotel host hotel. There was a U-Haul outside. I'm like, okay. Some lesbians are hooked up and they're moving in together. I'm like, should I take a Should anyone want to take this joke? Anyone? Anyone? Come on. But uh, there would have been a lot of drama. Because I was in work mode, yeah. I didn't get engrossed. In of it. course. And, and when, you, when you see, I'm actually kind of, if people have drama, I'm like, you know, that's your thing. I don't want to invite yeah. that into my so space. So what type of acts perform there? Like Shaka Khan's perform there. Wow. Pussycat Dolls, wow. Katy Perry, the Lady Pussycat Gaga. Pussycat Dolls oh, would have can, gone off Can you imagine there. the Pussycat Dolls singing, Don't You Wish Your Girlfriend Was Hot Like, hot like me, me, to a group of lesbians? <laughs> I mean, that, that really? Is, is that even a rhetorical question? Seriously? Oh, my God. That's um, lesbian porn, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, Brilliant. Katy Perry, uh, Lady Gaga's performed there as well. Gaga so, would have been fantastic Gaga, as well. I think what the producer of Dinah does is she grabs the stars before they officially blow up, yeah. which is what happened with you know Gaga and yeah. Katy Perry yeah. and Pussycat Dolls. Like, as soon as they release a single, she's like, I'm taking you, yeah. I'm taking you. And then they blow up and then obviously you have that iconic uh, alignment with that yeah. but group or that band so or yeah. may- maybe diconic Dyke oh I see what you did there oh, oh. I'm doing my lesbian yeah, was very good. Good. Oh, two clicks for you girl. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> but I think I was a little bit of a lesbian when I first <laughs> met Andy because I pretty much moved in after the second <laughs> really? day really? yeah second oh, day wow. Andrew, yeah. Andrew had just finally set up his own sort of like bachelor, bachelor pad part. he wow. was in his early 30s thinking oh I've got it all together and then I knock on the door really yeah oh. That's what happens when you love. <laughs> Look, let's go and pay some bills. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Ginny's favourite city in the whole wide world, or one of. <sighs> You're listening to Chatterbox with Brett and Andrew and our special guest, Ginny, on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Joy.org.au for the world. 
you're listening to Chatterbox with Brett and Andrew and our very special guest, guest Ginny, on Joy 94.9. Now, Ginny, we were talking about your recent trip to the States and you're just about to head back off there. Yeah. What's your favourite or one of your favourite cities there? Oh, uh, look, I, I talk about this a lot on Rise Up and Eddie's like, yes, yes, New York, New York. <laughs> yes. New York, I, I often say it's the love of my life yeah. because when I went there the first time in 2011, I did literally fall in love yeah. with it and yeah. I've gone back every year since and this year I'm blessed to go back three times. Uh, I'm going back there in June for yeah. um, a event called Rainbow Fashion Week, which is like a lead wow. up to the big Pride event. So, I mean, obviously I'm blessed to to be a part of that. We're taking my uh, event company on the side of what I do, everything else I do. We're taking over four Australian designers to be oh, featured fantastic. in this oh, Rainbow great. Fashion Week. So, yeah, you know, we want to give Aussies that platform yeah. and I think our designers are going to kick us. Yeah. Just, just a fire. <laughs> and then luckily for me too, New York City Pride have said, why don't you do some MC work for us as well? Oh, I'm like, fantastic. you know what? I'm there. I may as well. You know, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Ruby Rose is going up. So I thought, well, I should represent. It's yeah. only fair. Can I ask, is it the sort of place that you love to visit or you, could you actually live? Do you think you could live there? I could definitely live there. And yep. I think now it's gone to a point because I've been there so many times and I've yep. been there. F- the times that I do go, it's quite lengthy. Apart from the last trip, the few t- I go there for two, three weeks, sometimes a month. And the good thing about it is that um, I live like a local. Like I don't do the yeah. touristy things anymore. I've done all of them. Yep. I actually get on the subways, I go to whatever work I need to do and I'm trying. I'm getting frustrated like a local too. I'm like, these tourists in Times Square, do they need to stop by before every light and take a picture? You know what I mean? And and I get it too. Like I get the frustrations of a local but that's part of a, of living somewhere, right? Yeah. You have the, the good and the bad and, and you take Absolutely. in what you get. When Andy and I went in 2010 yeah. and I mean, there were parts of the city and you and I only really got probably a fraction and we were there for a week. Yeah. Um, but one thing, and this is before everyone got on the Brooklyn train. <laughs> yeah, the Jay-Z train. When we went to Brooklyn, we yeah, walked around Brooklyn it. Heights and the feel of, like for me, I was like, if we ever did live in New York, I think I would live Brooklyn. in Brooklyn. I'm the same. Because Manhattan would drive me nuts. Yeah. yeah, and don't get me wrong, Manhattan's yeah, amazing. Absolutely it is. But there was something about Brooklyn, the feel. I liked probably the scale of it was a little bit more pedestrian yeah, friendly, a little yeah. bit more community focused. And I think the pace as well. It, yeah. it did feel, Manhattan just is so frantic. It is. As um, soon as you step out the door, yeah, you've it's just got just to, it's like yeah. a merry-go-round where you've just got to jump on it yeah. and hold on. Because, oh, you just miss it. Yeah. But saying that, I was expecting New York, I mean, yes, there was New York attitude, but I was expecting New Yorkers to be rude and yeah. I did not, oh, not find, I no. actually found them to be Given the size of, is it eight, nine? Eight million. Oh, it's probably in hitting, the tri state area. Yeah, eight million. Um, there was only one person rude, and I'll come to that in, at one point travels <laughs> <laughs> when I'm complaining about airlines. I think the other thing that I loved as well about New York is there's a real sense of pride in this city. Absolutely. Um, that probably more so than any other city I've ever visited. I would agree with that. Now, that sets up your third song perfectly. So tell us a little bit about your third song and why you chose it. So, third song is Empire State of Mind, which is by Alicia Keys and Jay Z. And um, in that clip of that song, Daisy and Lisa Keys, they stand in the red stairs of Times Square. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when I first landed in New York, we were stand- staying in Times Square. Yep. And when I stepped out, the red stairs were there. So when I went up there, one of the first things I did was sit on those stairs. And I thought, you know what? I can get, I totally get what they mean about this song yep. because it, it's embodied in these red stairs. It's amazing. It so I, I tried to get my Jay-Z on. I waved my hand up in the air. Didn't quite... <laughs> I remember the Batman impersonator came up to me going, you okay? Are you waving? And I'm like, I'm trying to be Jay-Z. Really? Did you not get that from my thing? I love it. So I he ended up it. carrying me off the stairs and I took a photo with him. Oh, and awesome. And I'm like, jeez. And here it is now, Empire State of Mind. You're listening to Chatterbox tonight on Joy 94.9. Yeah. 
Now I'm out at Brooklyn, now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow, but I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem, all of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway. Pulled me back to that McDonald's, took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry. Cruising down A Street, off white Lexus, driving so slow, but BK is from Texas. Me, I'm out there, Bed Stuy, home of that boy. Biggie. Now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me Say what up to Tata, still sipping my ties Sitting courtside, Knicks and Nets give me high five Nigga, I be spiked out, I could trip a referee Tell by my attitude that I most definitely from Box with Brett and Andrew and our special guest Ginny on Joy 94. Did you like my Jay Z then, my you love? You did a much better Jay Z. <laughs> Just for the listeners at home, <laughs> Brett got all street on our I arms. Know. Then. <laughs> I know. I am possibly the whitest of white yeah. people. That was literally like that one of the like... carpenters doing hip hop music. <laughs> It was like, um, it was, oh yeah, it I'm just going to leave it. Wasn't your finest hour? Wasn't my finest hour. You know, I'll just, I'll stick to the jailbird. Brett, what point of the show are we at? My love, yes. it is your favourite segment of the night, yes. of, the, of the show. It is caught out of the box. Now, this is where we ask embarrassing questions of our beautiful guest. <laughs> and my love, you've got some crackers tonight. I do. Now, Ginny, Ginny, my love. Yes, out of the box. Has anyone made a lesbian joke about that? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that one. You know, oh I'm almost a year on the air and we haven't made a joke. I was going to say, out of the box, really? <laughs> out of whose box? Silent. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most embarrassing song that you've got in your music collection? Oh, I've got to say it's a Spice Girls number. Oh, yes. Which one? Um, I like Spice Up Your Life because yeah. I think yes. culturally it has a reference. Yeah. And I love singing it to my aunt. He's like, you're so racist. I'm like, it's funny. Because <laughs> when, when they're cooking in the kitchen, they're like, you know, oh, I'm making butter chicken and this nice chicken curry for you. I'm like, Spice Up Your Life. Like, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> you may think this was funny, but it's not. I'm like, it is. <laughs> Now, what year did that movie, oh did Spice God. World, come out? I have it on my 98? So, I would have been, what, yeah. 20, nearly 30 years old. Yeah, I was, how old was I? I snuck well, into the movies. Did you? <laughs> and I swear to God, I was the oldest person there by about 22 years. <laughs> it was all, can I say, it was the audience was teenage girls, yep. their mothers, yep. and a hell of a lot of gay men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Not in the session that I went to. No. <laughs> Next question, my love. Darling, what's that guilty pleasure TV show or movie that you love? The one that probably gets 1.5 stars out of 10 on IMDb, but you don't care, you love it anyway. <laughs> well, I, well, there's a show that, that I don't think, I think I don't know if they're going still, but I used to watch Jerseylicious, which was terrible. Oh, oh, oh. Was, what, what is was that? That was about the salon in New Jersey. <gasps> you know how they said the higher the hair, the closer you are to God? Yeah. yeah. It was like terrible, but I remember I was with my ex-girlfriend at the time and she she had it on uh, her cable TV when she went because she was a DJ she went to work yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to sit home and watch what is this show yeah. and I watched episode after episode and she came and she goes what are you doing I'm like I think I'm in love with Jersey Licious she goes <laughs> no I'm like this what happens when you leave me alone for an hour this is what I do <laughs> Oh, oh my dear. god! Yeah, <laughs> gotta love some reality. Yeah. Look, look, <laughs> I got a, I got addicted to catfish. 
I haven't actually seen that yet. Oh, so good. You watch one and then you go, I need to know the next one. And I need to know because... (laughs) And they just uncover really sad people lying. It's it's like that internet dating of saying, yeah, this is me, pretty white person. Yeah. And it's like, you're not even that sex. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. quite it's bizarre. bizarre. And some people have been in like an online relationship for like nine years and never met. And it's like... And really? Then, and every time, every time we try to meet, uh, his mother died or... <laughs> The dog died, or he had to take an emergency trip to Paris, and it's like, really? Yeah. There are some quite stupid people on that <laughs> show. <laughs> Just to put it into context. Glad you said that before I did, Andrew. <laughs> wow. Next question, my love. This is the last one, but darling, what's the worst thing you've ever worn? The most embarrassing thing that you look back and you think, what in the name of? All things gorgeous was like not thinking. <laughs> there were two things. One was that outfit that my parents dressed me up with when we the cardigan, the, car- yeah. the green cardigan, <laughs> and the pleated netball skirt. <laughs> that was. I mean, I obviously had no oh choice over God. that because I was two. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. The other thing was, I, rem- I just remember now. My mum had this thing with watching Sri Lankan teledramas, <laughs> and like all the actresses used to plait their hair like, and they look like, like literally, you do that to a Sri Lankan who's got brown skin, you look like an American Indian. So she plaited my hair, and I was just, ah, oh, you look so pretty. And she'd pat my hair and I'd go to school and I remember my friends going, ha ha, you look like an Indian. <laughs> and then to top it off, like she, again, I don't know what's with her in cardigan. She'd get me this nice knitted oh pink my cardigan. God. My, my uniform was blue, yeah, like yeah, navy yeah. blue. And that was green. I'm like, the colour coordination. <laughs> like where is a gay gay man in your life? You need yeah. a gay man in your life. Really, mum? So that's what kind of happened. Like she used to dress me up and plait my hair. So plaited hair and uh, cardigans that didn't match with my colour code system of uniform. That's it. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Hey, you're listening to Chatterbox Tonight with Brett and Andy, our very special guest, Ginny, only on Joy 94.9. Download the Joy 94.9 smartphone app today. Cjoy.org.au. You're listening to Chatterbox with Brett and Andrew and our special guest, Ginny, on Joy 94.9. My love, we've almost run out of time oh, yet again. Have. And can I say, Ginny, you've been an absolutely gorgeous guest. Oh, you guys have been so easy to chat to. Thank oh. you for being so warm oh, and lovely. Thanks. We need more lesbians on the show. Could you send a pigeon out or something and let your people know? I'm like calling all vaginas <laughs> to Chatterbox. <laughs> Attention, all vaginas. So, remember the old Batman and Robin, and they would like show. They would show the a, bat signal. The bat signal. Is there a V? The twat like, just signal. A big V. Okay, I, that's <laughs> why you were going to say vaginas. I'm like, I don't know if we should shine that. That no, no, image. because I was thinking just the V, like the V, and it was, everyone's like, yeah, V. Vagina. You see all these lesbians running to join. Yeah. Be like the eye of Sauron in. <laughs> Keep it clean, please. My goodness, you have been a fabulous guest. Thank you so much. And we know that you you wake up early to come in on a Wednesday. And you've stayed up super late this Wednesday, so thank you you so much. Happy to, boys. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. Thank you. And look, tell us a little bit about your last song, which is going to play us out for the night. Destination Unknown, uh, which is Crystal Waters and Alex Guardina. I remember that song when I first started working at Joy and, and, you know, playing. It was one of the songs that, you know, came up frequently. And also my current state, like I'm travelling a lot to New York, as I mentioned before, so I kind of don't know where my destination's going to be and I kind of like it that way. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Ginny, thank you so much for coming in. You've been a delight. Thank you, boys. Good night, Melbourne. We will see you this time next week. Absolutely. And good night, Australia.
104.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.